From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. I got up early this morning to watch Zoe Hobbs um, in her semi-final and while she finished fourth, um, fastest ever semi-final at the Worlds, finished fourth 11.02 and I was talking to Sarah Kelly Ross earlier today, um, they were into a headwind and there's a calculation you can do to see what that time would have been if it was zero wind. They do it with a tailing wind as well just to see what it was zero wind. Um, if it was zero wind she would have equaled her fastest time ever. So to me, that says um, she's up to this. She, she's up to this world stage uh, to miss by 0.01. I just love that we had a semi-final. She was just a, a whisker, a thousandth away from making the world 100 metres, which is just, just incredible. Very disappointing from the pole vaulters. Um, I think only Imogen Aris could could come out with a head high there. Uh, Olivia McTaggart and Eliza McCartney will be very disappointed. Eliza failed. She just entered at 50. I think it was 450. Um, 65 was a, a automatic qualification and failed at all of them. So didn't register a height at all. So everyone was saying it was going to be our strongest track and field team at a World Championships ever, which it was going into it. But boy, there's been some been some disappointment, some real disappointment. Geordie Beamish still to come. Hold uh, high hopes for him in the 3000 steeplechase, which he looked very comfortable in the other night. And he's got a kick. If you like backing horses that settle last and weather home down home straight, you will love Geordie Beamish. Um, so we'll keep an eye on it. We'll still keep an eye on it. Um, still plenty to come. I, I just love the world track and field. Now, change of tack. We've had this gentleman on the show before, and he's got a number of top crime podcasts, um, a vast array of them, actually. Uh, his name is Ryan Wolf, and his latest is called Guilt Finding Heidi, which is the story, the horrific story of a Swedish tourist that went missing a few years ago now. Um, Ryan, welcome in. Uh, thanks for giving us some time in your very busy schedule. Hey, Steffi, yeah, thanks for having me back. Um, well, this one has got me riveted, and I've just asked you to come back on and have a yarn because I'm just fascinated with how this came about, how you identified you wanted to do the Heidi and Urban podcast. What triggered you? Well, you know, this is actually, I've got you to thank for this one, Steffi, because uh, it was the first time I came on your show, actually, and someone, a uh, listener, heard and was someone that had actually been sort of looking at this case themselves a little bit over the years and they contacted me and said hey this one could be worth looking at you know can they come meet me and I said yeah okay and so yeah we sat down and I thought there was something there so I took it from there so yes thanks to you. So when when you embark on these things like you've probably got 
I don't know. Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Maybe two or three leads, blah, blah, blah. And then people just come out of the woodwork. You have a number of interviews and old farmers and property owners and, and, pe- and people that had sightings, people that found things. Do you go into this not quite knowing how big the snowball's going to get? Yeah, I mean, that's, I've sort of learned now, as you know, my listeners might know, that you know, it's, it's better to sort of start the process of seeing where your podcast is going to go or your investigation before you fully dive in because, you know, you might hit a dead end. So, yeah, I'll, find, I'll make sure that I've kind of got a few leads. There's enough to go on. Um, but yeah, I don't really. I like it to kind of be live and it and it to the snowball as it goes. Um, yeah, so it's a bit of both. Uh, yeah, you, you sort of take it to a certain point with with leads, and then after that, like you said, I mean, I'll just talk to anyone. I was talking to someone else the other day. It's kind of you know, I just, you, in New Zealand, you can throw a rock and just interview the nearest person, and they'll know something about the case you're talking about, <laughs> especially if you're in the Coromandel. This this is like you're your exploration into the podcasting world and I followed it from day one when you did the Pizza Man and Pyroar. Um I absolutely loved the Glenbrook Mill one, um, Jim O'Donnell. Um, that one got me hooked into it as well. Um, when you started this, which actually isn't that long ago, uh, fast forward to where you are now, you are full time into this. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, like I said before, I think in in the past is that you know I never started it with any plan of of some big podcast career or anything. But yeah, it's just it's just sort of snowballed on. And season two is when it sort of really took off. And then this season's been a whole other level. Um, just the interest and and I mean my I feel you know my skills have improved as well as I've gone along and production level and you know just how to make a podcast and how, how to tell a story well, I feel like I've improved and yeah, everything's just come along and the listeners have come along come along too and yeah, it's, it's been a hell of a ride. And the big difference, and I think it's a marked difference in why it's better than a lot and as I've said to you before, I, I listen to truckloads of podcasts. You actually don't just sit in a studio and get audio tapes and read stories and and uh, news news items and that you actually jump in your car, you travel the whole country, you walk the roads, you you visit the hotels and the bed and breakfasts, and you meet the owners and you do all of that. Is what's the feedback like in actually going there? Like I can almost taste the food. You can hear the sounds. You know. Yeah, uh, that's that's sort of. I suppose it's kind of what sets me apart a, a bit. Uh, you know, I want to take the the listener on that journey, but. I suppose it comes back to the point that for me, this started as an investigation first and a podcast second. And so, you know, if you're going to investigate something, you have to go out and knock on doors. You have to get your hands dirty. You can't investigate something from your office. And and I still look at it the same way today. I mean, the stuff that makes it in the podcast is, is only 10% of what actually gets recorded and what actually happens because the investigation is the most important thing for me. And then it's just trying to get it into a podcast. And so, I mean, yeah, because of that, I'm out there everywhere speaking to everyone. I'll always stop and if I see someone that's in the vicinity of the area I'm working on, I'll just talk to them. Because people, um, it's amazing. People, if if you want to listen, they're quite happy to speak. This Finding Heidi one, uh, I think I saw mm-hmm. in a news release or something, it's the number one podcast in New Zealand now. Um, can you tell me about the downloads and where people are listening? Because this is a massive story. You know, we've had some amazing 
um, sad crime stories in New Zealand, but the Heidi and Urban one was really rocked New Zealand because they were innocent tourists in our beautiful country and got taken. Um, what, where are the yeah. downloads happening? Yeah, so um, yeah, the, in terms of the charts, yeah, the podcast has been you know number one in New Zealand off and on around the, the time, and, and at the moment, the main downloads actually uh, come from Australia. Sorry to say, Kiwis, but um, Austra- Australia is the big market. They, I suppose, you know, it's I kind of I try to think of it as an Australasian podcast in a way. You know, I mean, we're all sort of part of the same little bit of a pond down here and you know they're really invested in New Zealand the New Zealand cases um, but yeah Kiwis come in a close second and you know obviously they've got a bigger population than us um, yeah and I think it I think cases like this really resonate with people when you've got such innocence uh, you're talking about two young two young uh, tourists you know in their early 20s in the prime of their life and just and that's just taken away. And I think that's, you know, that's what people really get into is that you can kind of be that. You can think of that person or, you know, your daughter or your son out on their OE and they never come home. And I think that's what really resonates with people. It's just the real tragedy of, of the whole event. Yeah, a, a similar one was the Grace Mullane one, which is reasonably fresh mm. in everyone's mind, and I saw how much that rocked New Zealand. But back when um, these these two young tourists, as you say, went missing, it rocked New Zealand at the same time. Now, I don't want to ruin mm. it for people that haven't listened to any of it. I think we've had nine episodes now. I listened to yesterday's one last night. Um how can we entice people? Like, it's pretty simple for me. You mm. just download the Guilt Finding Heidi podcast. Um, what yep. What's more to come? Like, how how far from the end are you? Because you you said this is going to be a long one because new mm. stuff just keeps coming up. Yeah, so we're, I mean, we're effectively, so actually, so episode eight came out for, for subscribers uh, this week. Um, I expect, I could just keep making episodes, but, you know, for me, it's it's about trying to keep it you're trying to keep it relevant. And you know, we've probably got another six or seven episodes left. But you know, I'm I'm not joking when I say that I, I think this is by the end of it, it's going to be the biggest story in the last thirty years. And I'm really interested to see what the reaction's going to be. This explosive new witnesses that are going to change everything that anyone's ever thought about this case. Mm. Um, it's yeah. It's yeah. I'm, it's going to be interesting to see where what the fallout is of this, and um, yeah. And the other thing, yeah. If anyone wants to find it, it's a guilt. You search guilt, and then finding Heidi season three. Uh, and you know, the other thing too is that spreading the word is key because you know people are still coming out with different stories and different things. And I know that there are people that know more, and I want to hear from you if if you do. You might have been sitting on something for all these years. Mm. Uh, yeah, because the goal of this podcast is to find her remains and to send her home uh, as much as, you know, more than finding someone's guilt or innocence. It's just finding finding Heidi, really. Yeah, and you said that right from the get-go. It wasn't to prove um, guilt or innocence of Tamahiri. It wasn't to do any of that. It's to find Heidi, and that, that's been your driving force. Yeah, 100%, and it remains that, and... You know, with the new leads and new witnesses that we have, uh, we're closer than anyone's ever been. And we will be putting together a huge search at some point. So 
and it and will be reaching out to the public that want to be involved in that search. So uh, that'll be something that'll be coming up soon as well. I'll have to go and get some new we have some, we, Yeah, yeah, we have some areas that we're pinpointing, so yeah. Um, that's awesome. And, and just finally, like you, you're the first podcast I've ever subscribed to because I just mm. couldn't wait that week for it to be coming through. <laughs> but, the, you know, the discussion board, the, the Guilt Podcast Facebook group is massive. And mm. as soon as a podcast comes mm. out, everyone's diving in there with their theories, all that sort of thing. One last thing I wanted to ask you about, Ryan, was in, the, mm. in yesterday's episode, and again, I'm not going to ruin it for anyone that wants to get yep. up to speed. Uh, you were going to interview someone, but they were being interviewed by the police. So are you unearthing witnesses all these years later that haven't talked to the police yet and now they want to talk to them? Yeah, well, I mean, I've got... All my new witnesses that I have have never been heard before, but I'll tell you right now that some of these people have spoken to police, but yet yeah, there's, a, there's a phrase I said in, the, in episode eight that's going to become... Uh, familiar to listeners and that's police won't listen is what I keep hearing from these witnesses uh, yeah uh, they're it's, yeah, it's a big story Steffi <laughs> but you know yeah these are people that haven't been heard before it's all fresh stuff yeah. yeah, it's so riveting, Ryan, and you've got me absolutely glued. So people out there, go to wherever you listen to your podcast, search Guilt, Finding Heidi, get yourself involved. There's eight episodes out now. Sounds like there's going to be six or seven more, and it's just yeah. uh, it's a stone that is just growing and growing. I absolutely love it. Ryan, um, I'll let you get back to your editing and your interviewing. Yep. Uh, go well, buddy. Hey, thanks, Steffi. Appreciate it. He's a great man. He's a great man. Oh, I actually had a, had a coffee with him in, in uh, oh, it was in Auckland, not long ago, actually. And he is so invested in, in all of this. And um, it is a really, really good listen. Um, actually, just while I was doing that, Richard has texted in. Um, actually, I'll ask him that, Richard. Sorry, I was so involved. And then he's saying, Staffy, I love the Guilt podcast. Could Ryan do a bus tour around the Coromandel and cover the Pizza Man and the Swedes case and go to the relevant, <coughs> excuse me, relevant site sometime? That's that's interesting. Um, he is going to have that search, so you could get involved. He, he posts maps on his own um Instagram, at Ryan Wolf, NZ, I think it is. Um, and he posts maps and photos. And the, I, I mentioned it in our chat there. He he takes his recording equipment and he goes up these tracks and he goes to the campsites where the Swedes were last seen, where the White Sabaru was found. And you can hear it and you can feel it. And he, he's such a good descriptive narrator. Um, and if you're into um, – I've listened to crime podcasts for a long time because I just don't – I love hearing about investigations and motivations and all of that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, as he said, um, I'd actually forgotten that, that the reason he started this is one of the listeners out there, and you might be listening now, after we had Ryan in studio, contacted Ryan and said, I've got something about that Heidi case. He went and had a catch-up with him, said he had some really good stuff. And so that instigated... The Finding Heidi podcast, which is just blows my mind. It's like, um, you know, it's a vast landscape, but it's a small country. Um, there's always people listening and always people got stuff to offer. And what I've heard in that first eight episodes, I'm on the edge of my seat, edge of my seat. Um, give it a listen. Guilt, Finding Heidi on Apple, Spotify, 
or wherever you get your podcast. Sam hates that phrase. Sam hates that phrase. Uh, we shall take a break now. And on the other side of that, uh, a big light heavyweight uh, bout is going down at Event Finder Stadium in the North Shore, the old NSEC. Uh, Jerome Papalone, he'll join the show after this.